You are tuning into a podcast which inspires aspiring entrepreneurs, athletes, and people to follow their passion. My name is Urshad Ali, an athlete entrepreneur best known for being a professional natural physique athlete and a former world champ. And I'm sitting down with individuals to talk about their stories, the lessons they've learned, and how to make an impact. This is Stories with Urshad. All right, today on the show, I'm very excited to have a professional athlete who also does a bit of recruiting well, mostly recruiting nowadays, but I'm looking forward to his next show. Not only that, he's an actor as well. He has done a movie too. Please welcome to the show, Luke Thompson. Jorda, thanks for having me. Hey, bro. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Really, really appreciate you taking your time. You're a busy man. Very busy. Yeah, um, we were supposed to do last weekend, but I, you know, woke up on Sunday morning and I was just like, you know. Didn't feel like podcasting. Yeah, <laughs> I was not in the quite right frame of mind, I think. I was like, all right, I'm a bit better today, I think, so. That's good, man. I'm Let's do it. Happy to happy to delay it a week to get a better podcast, and hopefully the caffeine's kicking in now. Yeah, yeah, it's starting to kick in. I, you know, I didn't have time to get to the barber and get my my face sorted out, but <laughs> I'm sure we can deal with that. It's, nah, right. it's, it's that. Can I like, Photoshop it out or something? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not very good at Photoshop, yeah. man. Like you know, some CGI. CGI. Uh, not very good that either, you know. We just, I guess, we, we, me, and you are one of those guys that really depend on just getting in shape, man. Yeah. <laughs> None of that post production stuff, yep. right? No, that's fair. That's fair. So, Lukey, what do you tell me, man? Like, we've known each other for ten years now. Yeah, I yeah, think it would be since since two thousand and ten, yeah, and that's yeah. um, a lot of the case. I think even Zaid came on the show last. We've known each other for ten years. That's yeah, yeah. Seems, I've seems known Zaid about the same probably. Actually, I mean, well, I don't know him well. I just know him from gyms and stuff out yeah. south, but. Drama schools where we met was it with acting class? Was yeah, it? Studio One One One. Studio One One One. Two thousand and ten. the funny funny thing. I don't know if you remember that time. I mean, we were. It was pretty early on, and we had to do a little scene together. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> you turned up and you didn't know any of your lines. I and did we were not standing practice. next to each other, and I was like, I'd say my lines, and I'm standing there, and I was just like. What am I supposed to say, dude? What am I supposed to say? And I was like, oh man, this guy, this guy. But I, I did not practice. Firstly, I didn't even know if we were going to do those lines that yeah. we were given. I'm like, nah, it's all right. I'll just wing it. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, we get there and there was like a whole other page that I hadn't even seen. Camera, yeah. camera up. I've still got some photos actually on my Facebook from that. Yeah. From the actual scene that we're doing and we're yeah. just standing there. It's yeah, I mean, I think- um, You had your Ziz haircut and your, <laughs> your, open, your open shirt showing your big chest and stuff. It was, it was um, I think, I don't know if Ron can find those photos, but um, it's on my Facebook too. We'll check them up. Yeah, yeah. We'll come back to that. I was terrible. I had long hair and- oh, You went- I was shambles. After that, you know, after we finished the- did you end up coming back for level three for that? Because I moved to Queenstown, do you remember? Um, I went and I actually went to drama school at that stage. So I I went to South Schools, South Seas, South and, Seas, and did um a year. Yeah, I did a year diploma there for acting. To because I was like, I remember like I wanted to be an actor for years, and yep. so I started out as an extra on sh like shows like I think Go Girls, and I just went up to the the main actor. I was Matt Whalen, I think at the time, and I said, look. I want to be where you are, man. Well, what do I have to do? What, do, what did know? he say? And he said, go to go study acting. So, Study and acting? Yeah, like go to drama school, go do, you know, study it, you know, because I think, and that's what it comes down to, like most things I think that I've, I've done, you know, you want to, if you want to do it well, you've got to, you know, either go study it or, you know, get a coach or talk to someone that actually knows what they're talking about because, you know, you, you can wing things as much as you want in life, but, mm. you know, getting, you know, advice from someone that, has done it or has been there, you know, they're going to, I think, give you a lot more than you're going to just get by winging it. That's what, that's what I found anyway, because I've winged things a lot of times and, <laughs> you know, it doesn't well, what always do you work think, out. Do you really think um, for some people listening, there might be actors or whatever it might be, people looking to do um, performing arts, actually. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. what do you think, like, 
studying acting these days, do you think it really helps? I like, think it does, yeah. I, I really think like people think, oh, you know, they see these good-looking actors, like, oh, they're just good-looking, and, yeah. they and they just say the lines and they do it. But, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they – they study the craft. There's a lot, that, as you know, a lot goes into acting. And, you know, we, we did it for, you know, both of us did acting for a long time. And, yeah. you know, went on to different things afterwards. But, you know, I had a little hiccup in my acting career that sort of put a stop to that, which, you know, not a stop to that, but it, it meant that... Change of focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't travel at the time, so I, I put my focuses on, you know... Other things, Other yeah. things in my life. And bodybuilding was one of the ones that came out of that, so... Right, yeah. I mean, I hundred percent agree with you, man. Because like doing doing the the studies during acting, whatever yeah. it is, I think being in front of a camera, learning lines, and like do, delivering them, and interacting with other people in front of it in yeah. a sort of a made up situation, mm. I think it uh, contributes a lot to like um, doing other things in your life. Like oh, if you're going for a job interview, so so does man. speaking in front of people. Yeah crowds and yeah. even being on stage for us i think acting was yeah. a huge huge uh boost and we sort of had the you know like a yeah. hit start on people that never been on stage and stuff definitely man like my career today like in recruitment and and what i've done is a lot of that is from different things that i've done in life and the first thing that i i did was you know acting like i started um in wellington going performing art school when i was like 10 or 11 i think you know just go there in wellington after school and go in and did the classes once a week and all those things made me so much better at, you know, interacting with people and, and understanding people and because, you know, that's what doing a sales type job is, you know, being able to sit in their shoes and empathise with them and how they're feeling and, you know, and it's so important. If you've done acting, it's like, it's just easy doing that kind of stuff, I think. Yeah, I think um, during acting when you do learn because you get, you know, you get to break down the script. Yeah. So you oh, get, yeah. get get a look at the action and the reaction, you know. it's uh, Acting is more reacting. Oh, it's all reacting. Yeah. All reacting, right? So Definitely. I think in sales situations when you're sitting there in a meeting or a boardroom or presenting to anybody, yep. when you're just working off the reactions of mm. people, you know how you're going with the with the pitch. Yeah, man. I've got lots of clients. You know, I've got clients that have been working for five years and they're very different. Like some of them are, you know, I can just have a laugh with and I'm loud and they're blokes and then some of them, you know, I wouldn't dare acting like that with them. They're straight bulls, yeah. Yeah, they're a different type of person and they wouldn't react to that kind of delivery from me. So it's just about catering, you know, how I am, how I act to, you know, different different clients that I've got and, you know, and it's worked so far. So, you know, I think, and I, I, so I really do put a lot of that back to, Acting, you know, and what I learnt, you know, from oh, you got the photos up there now. That's pretty funny. Oh, look at my oh, look at our both about here. That, that's, that's actually that's uh, terrible. Sally, Sally Spencer, Sally that, Spencer. That's yeah. I think she's still going with that. Look, look at my hair, dude. I see the top you've got on. I love, oh, I love that top, man. That's one of those. Um, I've still got that shirt that I'm wearing right now. Really? I should have worn it today. <laughs> I don't have that shirt that I'm wearing, and I also don't have the singlet that I'm wearing. It's oh, one of those. Man. Um, stringers that you stringers yeah All right. I mean I do have stringers but not that specific one I think I've outgrown that look at you Lukey man you were such a young gun oh yeah so skinny it's so funny when I look at pictures of myself now this is this is actually before both of us started competing I think you might have been competing. No, nah, I wasn't. Huh? I wasn't. I wasn't competing. Because I remember, I was thinking about you it. You were because we would be like, we'd be like after class, we'd be like, we're gonna, all right, we're gonna go get our burgers now to eat. Yeah. And Ashar would be like, oh no, I've got my egg whites waiting for me yeah, at home. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he was, you were hardcore even back then. I remember. Yeah, right? I was just trying to get into that. I was thinking about competing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna do lean. it, if I do it, I gotta be in that right uh, mindset, mm. and I gotta be able to do it properly and be able to, you know, reject that kind of yeah. like 
that food that you don't usually yeah, would eat yeah, in a yeah. prep. So for a year, I pretty much just did that before I actually started competing. Yeah. I didn't start competing until I actually moved to Queenstown. And it was bodybuilding you did back then, eh? Yeah. Started yeah. with bodybuilding for a year. And then when Men's Physique came about, then, you know, went into Men's Physique. Men's Physique. Yeah. So that was us. And who's that? Oh, that's right. We used to have um some special guests come along and teach us some stuff, right? Oh, uh, that was level that was level two. We did that was with um John, was it? Yeah, was I it, think we, so. He was actually really good. I I enjoyed enjoyed it with him. Yeah. I miss acting. I do. I um I've done a, a Should we get started again after this podcast? Yeah, yeah. We should yeah, work yeah. on some little projects. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, like it was just the time. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, nowadays, like, you know, look at back then, you'd have to get, you know, someone with a camera like that. And, you know, this this is 10 years ago. Mm. This is uh, almost 10 years ago. Um, yep. You'd have to get a camera like that and to get people to... But nowadays, there's so many cameras and everything available that we yeah. can actually just, you know, editing software is readily, readily available. Yep. People that are looking to work on little projects are readily available. Mm. And I think maybe to some extent, if you just practice your... Cr- look at... Um, What's his name? Russell Crowe. I don't think he actually went to acting school, right? No, maybe not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Don't quote me on it, but I think he didn't go to one. But what I'm trying to say is nowadays we can actually do our own projects with everything that were available to us. Like so cheap and people are willing to, you know, do it. And you're right. It's just the time factor. Yeah, man. Like, you know, it's just in having the passion for, you know, because if if I want to do something generally, like I don't want to do 100% into that Mm. or it's just kind of a waste for me, I think. But, you know, yeah, if you want to do it for for some fun, definitely. But I don't know. When I was trying to be an actress, like it was like the goal of I want to be, you know, well, you know, in the movies and doing the big stuff. And the good thing for us is, man, it's not too late because you look at most actors, Mm. actors in their careers, right? Yeah. What happens is because every, what I feel personally, how actors make it is that you see in, everyone's 20s yep. people are going hard oh, at it. Yeah, yeah. everyone wants to be an actor early and yeah. in the 20s mm. and it's about till the 30s and the early 30s they come to a realization that oh hang on a second life's getting serious now I got I'm, a mortgage i got a i gotta get a mortgage yeah. to pay or i have a mortgage to pay yeah um i gotta get married and settle down mm. maybe and have kids and whatever so they let go of acting and they go to do the things that normal people sort of do which yeah. is okay too but you notice when a lot of the actors that break out into their careers yep. is always in their 40s. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, I suppose there's less people trying, like you said, and yeah. I, I can go and I can play the dad now, I suppose, like I'm 31. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, dad or you can come down. The, the good thing about yeah, yeah. being not too old and not too younger is you can go both ways. Yeah, you can With have make, a shave and yeah, play the... Exactly. Late twenties, maybe. Yeah, you could play. You could play university student even yep. if you just have a shave, look young with mm. makeup. Wake, makeup does wonders these days. Yeah, yeah. you can come down yep. and play um, one of those roles, or you can go mm. up with makeup and growing, you know, facial hair and whatever may, yeah. may be, and getting greys and play the, you know, the much older role to too. My agent, like, I still got an agent. I just, you know, just ignore the emails and stuff now because you know it's been too full on. But I suppose you know, excuse me, just finished a bit chicken and rice. Um, <laughs> you know, with my you know, business now and, and how I work, I can take off time to yeah. go and do stuff and other projects if I want. Um, but, you know, that's just a, you know, loss of income for me for that time, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm if I'm happy to do that and there's a, there's an acting gig that's going to, you know, actually pay something and, you know, yeah. something I want to be involved with. And, and it's, yeah. it's, you know, enjoyable as well at the same mm. time. Yeah. So that's what happens to most people. And then when 40 happens, a lot of the competition is gone. Yeah. Definitely. And I think... Because by the time you come to 40 as well, 
you've had more life experience mm. and you've gone through more in life and see more of life. Yep. So reacting to enacting becomes a lot easier and more natural. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, when you're straight out of school, you haven't really experienced yeah. much. It's like... It's more you're trying to put yeah, on an act. Yeah, yeah. you don't so. have as much stuff to draw from, I suppose, as an actor. Like, you haven't, um, you know, experienced some, you know, maybe tragedy or... Yeah, you know, exactly. And, and you, you might have gone through that in your, like, 20s and, you know, you can yeah. hone on that and, and use those experiences from... So how you felt. So that's exactly why I feel that um, it's never too late, especially for us, ah. um, if you want to get into acting or be an actor. And yeah. it's 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 a long game, isn't it? Acting yeah. is a long game. You don't get success straight away. Nah, man. Um, it takes a long you time. You keep at it. You get to, you know, as you said, work on your craft. Yeah. And at the same time, stay in the game to, mm. to, to win. It's like bodybuilding in a way that it's, I want to say political, but... You know, you've got to know the casting directors. You've got to have interviewed in front of all the casting directors a certain amount of time, or they, before they won't even, or they won't even see you in for a, you know, yeah, for sort of, you know, for auditions. Um, so it's and it's a bit like that, I suppose, with bodybuilding and the fact that you know, the more times they see you on stage, the judges know who you are, people know who you are. You're more likely get someone, you know, get a get seen on stage, I suppose. Yeah, a you got to be really good, like really talented, yeah. and get noticed that way, or you got to be. In the limelight, yeah. in other ways, yeah. um, either be working on your own projects yep. uh, for acting, whatever it may be, yeah. getting other gigs and other roles, being a go-getter and getting yeah. yourself, right? Yep. That's when you get noticed. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's and yeah. more with, like you said, with social media and, and people being able to make their own content these days, it's yeah. becoming more and more, you know, important, I think, you know, compared to the traditional way of actors that, you know, all the big American actors, you know, they start off in Nickelodeon kids or Disney mm. kids, and then they do the... You know, they're 13, they do the older stuff, and then the adult actors. It's kind of like a progression. It's like they're bred into it in the States. It's kind of like a way that they do it now, I've seen. You yeah. Know? Um, but, you know, now you can release your own content on YouTube. You can do it if you want, you know. So it's, you know, you could put up a video and get 5 million views. and Just like Justin know? Bieber. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If it wasn't for YouTube, he right. would have been discovered, right? He's a perfect example. He didn't go to a singing is there a school for singing? I'm sure there is. There Performing be, arts school. I'm sure he's done all sorts of training, you know. Um, but he's pri still prior to getting yeah. noticed, I don't yeah. think. I think he it was, was just young, a, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was like yeah. nine or something. Mm. So I don't think he went to as much school then. It was like Usher or someone saw him. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. It was yeah. YouTube. So just just like that. And maybe he went to school and get yeah. his vocals fixed afterwards. But the yeah. the, the, the point the is beeps. that it was after the fact. Yeah. 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 So look, you what you you grew up in? You're obviously born in New Zealand and grew up in Auckland, Wellington. Wellington. Yep. You grew up in Wellington. Yeah. And when did you make the move to uh, Auckland? Um, it was after school, so I, was, I think it was 19, 18 or nineteen. So I came up here. So you did all your high school in yeah, Wellington. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I did all high school in Wellington, which was kind of bizarre because then you leave, you leave high school and you leave all your friends and you kind of move to a new town and just carry on with life, you know. So yeah. it's just yeah, it's Auckland's awesome, like you know. Not bagging on Wellington, but it's too cold for me there. <laughs> and windy. <laughs> and windy, yeah. yeah. It's I like going to visit. Like my family's still there, so I still go down, yep. you know, on the holidays or whenever. Mum's down there. We've got like a, a horse farm down there, so go down there. Can you ride horses? Yeah, yeah. All oh, right, you I can. ride horses. Yeah. Damn. I don't. I don't. I don't ride horses really anymore. Like, if we go down, I might have a jump on. Have a. I went down a few years ago and I jumped on. I thought I was the man, you know, for five minutes on the horse. I was doing little jumps and then. It, got bucked off and then I was like nah stuff this I've had enough of this damn <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I think now it's like if I fall it hurts a lot more <laughs> <laughs> well because you're probably a lot bigger and it hurt it's the bigger they are the harder they fall yeah right? yeah so it's more gravity when it hit the yeah ground, exactly more like, impact oh. more but mass when I was a kid I used to get fall off all the time you know and it was just you can't just hit the ground and get back yeah. up and you're fine yeah you know? 
But now it's like, man, I felt it. Yeah, yeah, that definitely. And you've got to ride a bigger horse because you're bigger as well. So you're, you're falling further. So yeah. that's probably that's not. It's higher too. Yeah, then, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. I've never, if I'll be honest, I've never sat on a horse. No, I've only touched the horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're very unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah they're unpredictable. It's um, yeah. I've never ridden a horse. Yeah, yeah you're not missing out too much. So, um, <laughs> and then you moved to Auckland when you're 19, mm. and you went to uh, what did you what did you? I worked do? at McDonald's. At, so you came to Auckland. Yeah, my dad came? was up here, so my 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 dad moved up here years ago. What about uni and everything? Um, I didn't go to uni. So were you thinking about it? Well, no. what, what were you thinking when you moved to Auckland? What am I going to do? Moving to a bigger city and how's well, it going to look like? I um I was I was doing an electrical apprenticeship when I left school. Right. I left school when I was seventeen and, and did electrical, and then um I'm I'm came up here and because my uh my dad owns McDonald's up here, so I worked for him for a while because. I don't know if I was going to stay here or not, so I just worked there for a bit, and then I went back into I went into electrical security, yeah, which was like a little bit different, and I I did that for years. And when I wanted to do it, the whole time I just wanted to do sales. Like I was always asking them, "Can I be on the sales team?" And they're always like, "No, you're too young. You can't be on the sales team." And so I just got fed up with that. So I um, so, yeah. So we're like uh, McDonald's on the sales team. Nah, sorry, no. at the at the electrical security. Oh, job. Electrical security. Oh, yeah, okay. when I went into that, yeah, I was like, I wanted to be on the sales team, selling the stuff because it's yep. quite a good job. Um, but they wouldn't give me a shot. And then I, um, I don't know what got me into acting. I just kind of, one day I was just like, I think it was Spartacus. I think I was like, really? Spartacus was getting filmed here. I Did like, you actually get a, get the opportunity to be on Spartacus? No, nah, I was just as an extra back then. Oh, and I, was right. like, I was like, oh, extra's calling. What episodes? Because I was an extra and a featured extra on a couple oh, of episodes. I can't remember, bro. I was like a guard standing in the background or something. I don't think I've even shown it. Right. Um, it I, I kind of got fired from the show. Did you? Yeah. What did you do? Taking photos? No, no, not taking photos. I didn't. I didn't show up to set one day. And oh, really? I didn't even. I didn't even know. Um, because I got a. So what happened was I was an extra, right? Yeah. Then I got promoted to be a featured extra on See. the thing, right? So I was gonna get like a little bit of screen time, mm. uh, next to the the lead. And uh, get paid more. And get paid more. Mm. So what happened was, um, my schedule that it was an extra was different, and the featured extra schedule was different, right? Oh, right. So they gave me a featured extra schedule, uh, of whatever it was. Yep. But it was just the normal schedule, not the right. featured extra schedules. They thought they gave me the new one, but they gave me the old one. Your and agent should have been on that. Your agent should have sorted that. The agent out. wasn't very involved with it, right? It was more so just happened between us. They were going to communicate to them and everything was, I, I didn't yeah. know. I was early on, right? Yeah, in, the, yeah. in the thing. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. So I got my um, old one thinking that's the new one. Yeah. And then they had the new one. Uh. So then- one day I just went to work normal and then I get a call. It's like, where are you? We're looking for you on the set. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, it's not my call day today. Like, no, I'm not on the sheet. You must have been freaking out. I'm like, they're like, no, you are. You've been, you've gone this new role, uh, like new featured extra thing. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm not on it. Then after, after a while we realized what had happened. Then they pretty much told me, you know what? Actually, don't bother coming from tomorrow. Oh, yeah, they're ruthless, bro. Yeah. And film industry is like that, you know? Yeah. If you muck them around, they just see you later. Well, it wasn't even my fault. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, they didn't care, right? They don't care. They just needed someone on the day to yeah. do what I was going to do. They found yeah. someone easy. Yeah. Um, and then that was it. Especially if it's featured extras. Extras yeah. get treated like crap. Yeah. You know? I was going to have like one line as well, which I never oh, Yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah. You know? And I think it was something like, um, this is my tent or something to do with a tent i remember this is my tent <laughs> or it was a lead too much a shot too or much. Something bring it like down that. a bit <laughs> i was gonna be one of the because what happened i was like a slave or something right this I is got, my tent i can't remember the delivery of the dialogue uh but it was oh maybe it was get out of my tent or something along those lines right, right? yeah but what happened was uh 
I went, I got the gig as a slave. Yeah. But then from the time that I'd, I'd like, I'd went audition and tried on my clothes and stuff like that. Oh, and then three months passed. So in that time, like, all right, it's Spartacus. I got to like really pump up hard and yeah. you know, whatever. So I came back and I wouldn't put my, the, the thing, the measurements. Right. Like what happened? Well, you're wearing like a little cloth and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Did you, oh, you, you probably saw the other people wearing that. Yeah. Right? yeah. I was like a guard. I was yeah. wearing like Roman. Oh, right, right, right. So yeah. then they're like, that wouldn't fit me. Right. And right. then, and then like, okay. So they gave me a thing and they didn't even use me for any, like there's like two weeks I went to sit. I wasn't even on the set because of, uh, I didn't fit the kind of the slave look that they're wanting. They're like, the slaves aren't looking jacked, yeah, bro. Exactly. The slaves are starving. Like <laughs> you're like a jacked up slave. So then that, then that's when the switch happened. They're like, hey, you know yeah. what? Come back, we'll promote you to so like a gladiator. Right, yeah. So that's, when so that's what like. you wanted to be probably. And that's what I wanted to be at the time really? as well. And that's probably part of the reason why I started working out as well. Yeah. I was like, you know, I want to be Spartacus. It's cool. I was going to go try me an extra on that. And yeah, I was yeah. like, gladiators wanted. And I was like, Oh, I can, you know, am I big enough to be a gladiator? I wasn't, I was tiny, but like, so I started like working out hard out to do that. And yeah, I started like getting really good gains as you do when you first start and you're young, you seem to just put on muscle like that, you know? So I think that was the start of right. bodybuilding for me actually. And the start of acting together. Yeah. Mm. So you came to Auckland and you did that, didn't get the sales mm. role that you wanted electrical firm. Yeah. And then you move on to, okay, you know what? Something something sparks in you. Yep. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to do acting. Yeah, I think I, I read, I mean, what was it the time? It was The Secret. Remember that show, the, that book, The Secret? Uh, something, I've never read it, yeah, but yeah, I've heard yeah. it. Like, pers- pers- yeah, no, yeah, you can th- be whatever you thoughts want. Thoughts become things kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, I, like, I want to be an actor. And I was yeah, like, yeah. so yeah, I went after it. And um, yeah, it was, it was a good, good part of my life, I think. And, you know, I was reasonably successful, I think. Uh, you know, not like big time or anything, but I did. I mean, it's still not, in my eyes, when, yeah, I, look, when uh, I look at you, dude. <laughs> It's like, it's not it's still not over for you. Yeah, oh, I don't know, man. I might talk to, you know, who knows what will happen. But, you know, I did probably, I think I did three films. Um, and, you know, I did all the, sh- did Shortland, was on Shortland Street for a bit and all that mm. kind of stuff. And not bragging and stuff, <laughs> but, you know. Um, and, you know, the last film that I did was, you know, West of Eden. And it was it was awesome. I got the lead role in a, in a full feature film. And it was great. And I loved playing it was, you know, it took us two years to film it. Yeah, um, because yeah, we're yeah. filming it over a summer. And it was set in the 19... Late 1950s, and it was, um, you know, I, it was about um, strange, you know, a, a gay, a gay boy, and it was me, and I fell in love with. Uh, this is actual film, right? This is, is the film, yeah. not real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 not there's anything wrong with that. But <laughs> I'm, I'm I, saying I played it, and yeah, yeah. so and so I fell in love with a young Mary boy who was, a, and I was the sort of the, you know, you know, posh sort of you know house boy, and <laughs> it was this rugged Mary boy, and we fell in love. And that was the movie, and it was, yeah, it was so it was it was quite a demanding role, you know, playing something, you know, being a straight man and playing a, a gay sort of um, a gay man was was different than me, which is I suppose what I really liked about the role. The challenging part, probably. yeah, 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 trying to you know, you know, think about how he would be thinking about things and differently than I would obviously be thinking about things, and yeah, you know, and the struggle of it being the 1950s and how hard it was back then for people to be openly gay, you know, like it was illegal back then, you know, yeah, and you yeah. couldn't do it. So that was a, you know, if you don't a chance, check it out, West of Eden, it's a cool film. Um, but that was the kind of last thing I did. Is there a poster for that? Yeah, there must be somewhere. I've got some clips, I think, on my Instagram. and Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see if Ron can, what's the, movie, what's the movie called? I actually, I want to go. There's I'll a trailer on IMDb, it's called West of Eden, I think. West of Eden. Yeah. Yeah, you might right, come Ron up on Google that. if you do a, a 
really tough search for a little New Zealand film. It's just New Zealand films that, you know, don't get a lot of funding. Like, yeah. it was always a real struggle for them to get the funding from the New Zealand Film Commission and they don't want to fund it till it's finished and then they want to, you know, put their name on it and take everything out of it. So it's, yeah, it was it was a struggle for them to get the money the whole time we're doing it. So it was quite think, low budget. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of uh, New Zealand artists and actors, oh, there we go. singers and whatever it is, <laughs> they actually... Um, Go overseas offshore, isn't it? After they do something here, yeah, they try to get out of here to go, obviously, um, where there's more opportunities. Yeah, and it's same, you know, actors. That was my plan, you know, to do this and then get out of here. And oh man, these are old memories. So these are the, some of the screen captures we're just looking at right now from um, Luke's movie. Oh man, I was so young. West, in it. West of Eden. Let's see, I'm sure. We'll find one of the, is that you? <laughs> yeah, it's me. That is you. Yeah, yeah it's me. Terrible photo. That's a Billy. So that was my lover. Right. Do you know how about some of these actors? What have they gone on to do now? I don't know, to be honest, bro. I'm really bad at keeping in contact. Right. With so you don't know. know. You don't know where these some of these actors are at. Nah, like, not really. I haven't really. There's you. That's you on the poster, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's Luke. Yeah. I was actually two weeks out from a show in that photo. Like, was it your first show? Was I it? think it was my second show. Or maybe third. Or oh, man, I've done so many, I can't even remember which one it is now. But I see. I remember being there and being like, oh, man, I feel like absolute terrible. And this is yeah. like your first movie sort of uh, um, yeah, premiere well, sort of thing. I think it was my second. Second. Second, yeah. Second. Or, yeah, yeah, I think it's the second one. West of Eden. But uh, it was a great experience. Like, you know, I loved it. It was awesome. Um it's nice, man. A lot of time, though. You know, you, they say hurry up and wait when you're filming something. You're, yeah, yeah. You'd be sitting there all day only, just doing one scene. This only came out in 2017. Yeah, yeah. We filmed it like ages before that, though. Right. Yeah. It was, in, you know, they were trying yeah, to find Yeah, probably because funding and funding all Funding yeah. and dramas of trying to release it and how to release it and what media. But, oh, what have we got? It's got a 4.9. That's not terrible, right? That's not bad. We're going <laughs> to watch that, Ron. We're going to check that out to see. Yeah, man. I don't even know where you watch it. Where do you watch it? I oh, yeah, Prime Video. Prime Video. Right. All right, check it out, guys. Uh, West of Eden. Yeah. If it. I do find a link to that, I'll include it in the video description yeah. of um, YouTube. Support New Zealand films. Yeah, support the New Zealand talent right. and the actors yeah. um, out there. Mm. So then you get into acting, right? Yeah. You do this film, and after that, you know, some stuff happened, and your focus shifts, and that's when you find competing, bodybuilding, yeah. Um what Nick? So what do you what do you what do you want to what did you want to do with becoming an athlete and yeah and um I suppose I didn't I didn't know if I wanted to become an athlete I suppose like I just liked working out and I can't even remember who it was but someone was like uh, I was like one of those skinny guys so I was just like shredded all year yeah and they're like back then men's physique was quite new so the guys were quite small 2012 um, 2013 I think yeah like, yeah so like they were way smaller back yeah. then man and I, they were like oh you should do men's physique bro you'd like look at you. You'd probably win some of these shows just looking at you now, like. And I was like, "Oh, really?" Uh, so I was like, just had a look into it, and I got a coach. I think was the first thing I did. Yeah, I um, remember. I remember before you actually started, did your first show. We were sitting down talking about it at um, Flames, and oh, then we we're having that's that right. quarter chicken and Kumra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. I think I got the chicken burger, the one. That oh, did you? Big Mo used to get. Used oh, to right. say. I. I, yeah, I got the quarter chicken and yeah, Kumbra, yeah. Because you were probably dieting and I was probably just... I think so. Shit, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I remember that conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We um, And I wanted to ask you about competing yeah, and yeah. what to do. And yeah, I think I got a coach 
um, yep. soon after that. And um, I went through about probably three or four coaches in my career so far. Just to find um, yeah. the right, right sort of settings and layout for you, right? I think, you know, coaching's difficult, definitely. Like um, I'm obviously a coach now. So mm. I coach bodybuilders and men's physique and bikini for doing shows just from what I've learned from, you know, I've worked with a lot of coaches, like um, including like coaches from the States. I worked with Dave Palumbo for a couple of years who's yeah. got a, you know, he's massive influence, got RX muscle and he was really good. Um, I felt some of the coaches, um, especially for like peaking and things like that, probably pushed the drugs a bit hard, yeah. diuretics and things like that, which I wasn't too keen on. I felt every time I used a, you know, like a pharmaceutical diuretic or something ended up looking worse. You know, I actually could remember having this conversation. Yeah, with you. yeah. right. I yeah. was like, you're going to be dry, man. I'm nah. going to stop drinking water. It's I'm more the opposite, isn't diuretics. it? Diuretics. Yeah. And now I do the actual opposite, bro. Yeah. Like, you know, I think, you know, I see everyone at the back of these shows and like, you know, they're all like dying dehydration and they all look flat. And, you know, I might work for 5% of the population, I think, doing that kind of stuff. But generally it doesn't work. I think, you know, as you've always, you know, uh, Lane Norton, he seems seems to think the same thing. And yeah. I've had many conversations with you, but, you know, things like just keeping the water and, you know, I looked 10 times better. And I think the reason I beat a lot of guys you know, that were bigger than me is because I kept the water and I yeah. get a much fuller muscle look. And uh, more, more vascularity because yeah. when you're hydrated, that's how you get the pump in yeah, the gym, man. right? Yeah. I think I learned this, man, to be honest, like two years. So I've been competing eight years now, right? Yeah. I learned this two years into my th into my competing thing, and from there onwards, man. I, when I actually found out that keeping the water in, yeah, some of these guys, if they had kept the water in, they would have <laughs> smashed me. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. they would have absolutely blown me away yep. if they just stayed hydrated, yep. and uh, didn't cut out salt as well. Oh, cutting out! I can't. I, uh, I honestly, I hear from some people they'll be like um, on the Instagram, they'll be like, "Yeah, two days out. Yeah, I've dropped my sodium." <laughs> And I've just given up messaging people now. Like, I just, like, do what you want to do. Exactly. Or they'll like, ask me, like, should I be doing this? And I'm just like, listen to your coach. You know, if, yep. if you want to do that, your coach is telling you, I'm not going to tell you not to do it because yep. you're just going to get confused. I even, have, do. I even have some people that are getting coached by other people and they're like, oh, can I pay you to just do a couple of check-ins with you as well? Yeah, like, no, a lot of that. No, yep. like, listen to your coach. Like, there's no point listening to two coaches. Like, what are you going to do? Like... That's the reason why you chose to go with that person in the first place yeah. because you felt that was the right fit for you, right? Yeah, man. So then if you're going to need someone else's advice, you may as well go with them. It's, it's ridiculous. And, you know, heaps of people, you know, just hitting you up and then they just want to know what you do and how you do it. They've got 20 questions for you and it's just fine. But it's like, you know, it's not my full-time job, man. Like, I'm yeah. happy to coach people if you want me to coach you. And I enjoy doing it like I do if you listen. And I'm pretty confident that, you know, and get you in shape, you know. Yeah. It's it's not actually rocket science <laughs> as much not. as people think. It's not. It's I mean, I coach people as well, mm. but to be honest, I haven't coached athletes and yeah. I tried to stay at They're difficult, not, man. Not because I don't. <laughs> it's fun, though. It's fun. Not because I can't do it. Yep. It's just that I choose not to. Except for Ron, obviously, he did his yeah. first show and then yep. I coached him through that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really. That's not my market, I guess. Too. It's funny, yeah. funny, like. um. Um, that's what I do. That's what I'm good at doing. And no doubt I can get people in shape and get, like peak mm. week will be really, really good, obviously, because, you know, I worked with like one of the best for th over three years. Peak week. It's that magic two exactly. words, eh? That's everyone it's, cares about. I mean, what do you do for peak week? It's exactly. Like, it's like they think that the whole 12 or 16 week mm. prep can be all fixed in <laughs> the peak week. Yeah, man. I think, you know, we're going to 
up your potassium and cut your sodium <laughs> and decrease your water by half every day and pull your carbs up slowly and then cut the water. There's all sorts of crazy things that people do. Like, I, I don't understand um, half of it. My approach, if you want to hear about what I yeah, think what do, you do, what so I do a linear approach. So yeah. what I would do is um, all the work is done in the 12, 16, 20 weeks leading up to a show. Yeah, That's when all the work is done. Mm. I basically, for myself, I drive myself into the ground. You know, like... I will punish myself until I am so lean that there's zero fat on me. And that's the only way you're going to like do awesome at a show. Like you can do all the peak week tricks you want. Once I'm at that point and you've got seven days out, I keep the water the same. I yep. keep the sodium the same. Sodium quite high, water quite high. Yep. So I'll do probably four grams of sodium a day and I'll probably do five litres of water a day at least, I'd say. Um, and I'll, and then they're starting that Monday or even probably Sunday, I'll probably have a refeed and then I'll start like – Monday I'll do 400 grams of carbs mm. and then Tuesday I'll still be flat and then I'll do 400 and then I'll do 500 and then I'll be like, shit, I'm still flat, it's Wednesday. This is what I did last time anyway. And then I was like, all right, I'll do 800 grams of carbs today and I'm still flat, so I'll do 1,000 grams of carbs and then, all right, I'm quite full now. So then I did another 1,000 and then I was pretty much good. But like it took me that many days to fill out. Yeah, yeah. And if you've got a fast metabolism and you're already depleted and you've been dieting for that many weeks, some of these guys, especially younger guys with fast metabolisms, they're not going to be able to fill out on one or two days of carbs if yeah. they don't know their bodies really well, you know? What happens is when you have this uh, caloric um, injection into your system when you're that close to a show, yeah. what happens is next day you actually wake up lighter, not heavier, yeah. because your metabolism speeds up yeah. to burn all that carbs and stuff off yeah. again. A lot of people don't understand that. Mm. That's why, personally, me... My, as to say, peak week, it starts about 10 days out from yep. the show. Yeah, yeah. So mine is 10 days out. Yep. Some, uh, obviously, protocols that I do. That do you I add do. fats in? If they're just waking up lighter, do you up the fats to slow down the carbs and stuff every day? So not necessarily. Yep. If I were to add the fats, it'll be in the later meals before I go to bed yep. to help the next day because yep. overnight it slows down. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. during the day because yep. you'd burn it up quick anyway because you're yep. moving around more active. Mm. So if you have a like a protein meal at nighttime or whatever it is and then you add fats, so when you sleep, yep. it, it actually slows it down. So that's yeah, how yeah. I do it anyway. Yep. But um, I do fats with every meal. So right. yeah, I'll have carbs, fats, protein with every single meal. And if they're not holding on, they're not filling out and they're just waking up lighter every day, then, you know, as, as I up the carbs, like, you know, as you say, the metabolism sometimes just matches it. Spikes, it speeds yeah. up. And it's like, well, now you're just going to be burning more off. So I'd, I find putting fats in and before bed, like you say, like, um, yeah. you know, some macadamia nut oil or almond butter with the meals. Like I'll have my rice and chicken, then I'll have and have a tablespoon of peanut butter with that meal or whatever. Um, and that just helps slow it down and helps you hold on to those carbs and the muscle i think a lot better um that's what i found anyway and it seems to work with most people it's it's yeah it's fast metabolism people. yeah, fa yeah fast metabolism but it's like a slightly different it varies for other people yeah it's just like understanding and yeah. i mean that's another reason why i don't really get into the <laughs> athlete side yeah, of it yeah. you know, i get a lot it's of people fun though i think it's exciting like trying to learn everyone's body and that quick and what they're gonna do and like because you'll get girls the bikini girls and mm. you don't want them too full you know exactly. like so you might just you just give them a little bit you know, they might have more fats and, and actually less the carbs. thing with girls is they fill up quicker yeah they do yeah. well they've got less muscle generally less muscle some girls yeah. obviously have tons of muscle but you know your average bikini girl's not going to have as much as a you know classic physique or a men's physique or a bodybuilder yeah and then um you know a lot of people 
that I've done prep, like, you know, with mm. other coaches. They go, hey, man, can you just tell me what I need to do in the last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, I tell them, usually they contact me by like Sunday, Monday when they yeah. feel something's not right and yeah. you can do something to fix it. So you'll just work on their peak week? No, I don't. Oh, I don't. Know. I'll tell them, <laughs> look, say it's yeah, like, you know, I, I don't. Hard. And then I'll be like, you know, hey, your peak week should have actually started. Yeah. But not on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts way before Monday. Yeah, yeah. Just listen to what your coach has planned out yeah. for you and just, I don't want to tell you anything now yeah. because you're going to be confused as and that's yeah. going to make the situation worse. And these guys are doing these crazy depletions. I don't know if I agree about like, I know you deplete a bit like, but really depleting before they carb up. And I feel like if you've been dieting properly, like how I diet anyway, mm. for those 16 weeks into the show, I'm so depleted by the time I'm starting peak week anyway, you know, that mm. I don't need to deplete more before then because my body is like dead already, you know? And I think, you know, it's... that. This is why I do whatever I need to do um, 10 days before the show. Yeah. Yep. So if I've gone through, because if I've gone through like a, not the way these guys deplete, if I've gone through like a depletion, depletion to make sure of maximized fat burn where the calories are super low. Yeah. It's way before the show. Yep. It's almost two weeks before yeah, the yeah, show. Definitely. So then you know exactly where you're at. Yep. Cause if you're not having surplus calories for two last two weeks, mm. you shouldn't really get fat. Yeah. You no, no. Nah. You know, like, so oh, the next three weeks after yeah. the show, I'll be eating Eat whatever crazy you want. And I'll be like massive and vascular and like yeah. don't look like I put an ounce of fat on. And then it slowly kind of creeps off in you and you're like, all right, I need to start maybe dieting a little the bit. The abs start to disappear. Yeah, yeah. You like wake up smooth every I've morning. i a bit of a, you know, <laughs> kick going at the moment. Been off season for a little while, so. Yeah. But, you so know. So when are you thinking of competing next anyway? Um, I'm probably thinking about doing um, the Arnold Classic probably in Melbourne next year. Yeah. Uh, uh, if they're having pro men's physique, which I think they are, because um, they were supposed to last time, but yeah. I think the got canned as ne next year yeah that'll be next 20, year 2021 yeah yeah so that'll be in march um or head over to the states and do a couple of shows over there later in the year but just when with later this year no no next oh, year right. next year now with covid and stuff there's going to be yeah. no traveling to america this year. i might you might even not even be able to travel next year mm. for how it's going for them at the moment so pretty much yeah yeah um but you know i, I want to get over there I've, I've won the pro card now last year so i, I want to you know do something with it you know, a lot of these yeah. go pro and then they do, never, do nothing with it. Yeah. yeah no. And it's not even their fault. Like, to be honest, like being a pro bodybuilder is a bloody expensive thing to be, you know, like. It's not it, like you get any money doing nah. that. Not unless you do something yeah. outside of bodybuilding yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you've got to have a good, uh, you know, stream of income for yourself, mm -hmm. I think. And if you've got some good sponsors that will help out, like, you know, um, get, I work with Nutrition Systems and Crispy Fitness and, you know, Shane's pretty good at helping out, so you know I'm sure when things come to me traveling, he'll be he'll be there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know you need your own money as well. It's expensive sport. You've got to pay for your travel and your accommodation and your your food when you're there. And you know, I think probably going overseas to do it. What would it be ten grand? Would it be to do a go yeah, to a show? Yeah, it's it's about that. Like, um, so I mean, if is you know depending on where you're going, say it's two k. Yeah, and then you're looking at another at least. Uh, I don't know, 1500 easily for accommodation if you yeah. do it properly. Uh, then you got your tanning money and, you know, whatever it is. It creeps up, hey. Yeah. You know? Then you get your food and whatever it is. And you win a big pro show, you can get some money, some prize money out of it. But, you know, it's going to be my first pro show. So realistically, I'm probably not going to go win the Arnold Classic on my so, first show. I mean, so. how much is the prize money for the... I wouldn't have a clue, bro. Arnold's anyway. I don't know. I'll have to have a look. I mean, yeah, I don't know. 10 grand first, maybe? Something like that. If it's ten grand, you just if it costs you ten grand to get there, you're kind of breaking even, right? 
Yeah, and the prep costs a lot yeah. more than 10 grand, yeah. as you know, you know. Everything. So I get what you mean. It's really expensive if you're being a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, so I think, too, a lot of the guys and a lot of girls, what it is is they just get to the pro status. Yeah. And then yeah. that's what their goal was. Yeah. Not really to go on to win the, the Olympia or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, it is, I think, and then... You want to compete still, though. So what do you mean? Give up your pro card and go be an amateur again? It's I, don't, I don't know. Um, for me, like when I started out competing, I never thought I'd be a pro across yeah. any any federation mm. or whatever it might be. You know, fortunately, life was worse and went in to do somewhat okay and then yeah. you know, picked up good sponsorships. And, yeah. uh, you know, thank you to Balance, actually, for them. Yeah, I've they've been, been good to you, haven't they? Really I? good, really good. I mean, yeah. you know, without them, I wouldn't have been able to go to a lot of these places that I have. Yeah. And um, the things that I've gotten to do with them, mm. um, I guess we've grown together as, as, as a, me as an individual yep. and Balance as a, as a brand as well over the years. Yep. And um, yeah, man, it really helps getting outside help apart from directly to do with uh, bodybuilding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you said you're sponsored by Nutrition Systems? Systems? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Is that like... Um, those guys are not a like a supplement brand, so right? So Shane, so he he's the like importer of a lot of brands. Yep. He's done Palmy, so he brings in, you know, all the different like Muscle Farm, and so they're my sort of collab as Muscle Farm. So, yep. you know, that's where I get my protein and my supplements or Muscle Farm supplements. But I'm with a sub brand, which is their brand, which is Crispy Fitness. So it's like his kind of. So is that did they have their own supplements and stuff? No, nah, it's like his nutrition. It's like his coaching, but it's like more. It's not like bodybuilders. It's kind of like people wanting to get in shape, not athletes right. as such. So it's not like actual uh, tubbed proteins. No, no, no. It's like it's like they've got an app and it's like workout plans and, right. and oh, stuff okay. like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what they do. Um, but you know. I'm pretty slack on the old Instagram lately, you know. <laughs> I am too, man. It's when you're out of shape. Like once I'm, when I'm looking shredded and ripped, I'm like, yeah, let's get some photos up. And then I'm like, oh, what am I going to put a photo of? I'm looking. For me right now, I've been trying to focus on other sports as well. Like yeah. I'm still lifting in the gym. Mm. But at the same time, I'm just trying to, I forgot um, how much I enjoyed actual sports. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, whether it be football, yeah, um, cricket, uh, shooting hoops. I what axe throwing the other night, eh? How was that? It was awesome. Where, where do you throw axes? Um, it's at the top of the city. By, um, I'm from Victoria Park. There's a place up there. I can't remember what it's called. But you go in there, it's like a, it's a proper sport. It's like yeah, they've yeah. got their own league and everything. And it's quite cool. You learn how to throw axes and there's targets. and it's. How did you, know, you go? Oh, we went with work. How did oh, I won. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, everyone was like, oh, no, Luke's going to win. Very humble. Even uh, in my work, <laughs> eh? Um, but, yeah, no, nah, it, was, it was cool. I really enjoyed it. I was like... Um, so I might go, they've got a day on Monday, I might go along and check it out and I see. have another well, go. Well, since, you, since you're not sponsored by a specific supplement brand and I'm sponsored mm. by Balance, they've actually um, sent me out um, this new flavors that I've launched. How would you like to try them? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to try it. What do you got? Um, what flavors? Uh, it's um, lime milkshake yeah. and... Uh, Shit, I used to be my favorite milkshake, lime shake. You lime don't see milkshake lime and pineapple, cho choco pineapple. So like pineapple lumps. Um, let's see if someone can grab that for us and the, the new shaker yeah, man. that's sent and uh, we'll uh, give it a taste. Ron, Ron can be the third person tasting all it right, as well. All right. Let's, uh, let's see how that tastes. I haven't actually opened it. I was going to open it today with you, I thought. So on, it's, not, on it's not on the market yet, this one? Uh, I think... Because I received the way before it actually came out, yep. I still haven't opened it. Sweet. It's very bad of me. But it's out now. I think yep. it's going to start getting shipped very soon to supplement shops. How uh, many protein shakes do you have a day? 
Me, I have a scoop and a half with my oats in the morning just yeah. to make up the protein and I top it up with egg whites. Yeah, that's uh, what I do in the morning too. So Egg whites and protein. Egg whites, yeah, exactly that. And then generally when I'm about to go to the gym, I don't like to eat like a heavy meal or anything. So I get some protein in. And yep. then I'll just have rice cakes and peanut butter to get the carbs, fats, and yep. I keep it really simple. Really, it's yeah. the, sim- the simpler it is, the easier it is, you know. Yeah. So uh, they'll get that. So when you're competing, man, what after competition and before, like when you finish the comp, what is like a restaurant or a place that you like to go to to eat afterwards? Yeah, I mean, Krispy Kreme. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I actually hate Krispy Kreme to be honest. But really? I, I, right now, I hate it <laughs> because I'm eating so much food right now. Like, I just can't stand anything sweet because you know it's like I mean, like five thousand calories or something. So it's like generally sweet stuff like that's just too much for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I'm finished a show, I'm definitely smashing back a few Krispy Kremes. <laughs> that's for sure. And I work in the city, and there's one up the road, so it kind of gets like it gets the afternoon. I'm like, should we get to Krispy Kreme? And I'll smash like six donuts back or something horrible like that. But um, sort of post show, I suppose for me, um, I'm eating a lot of food coming into a show. Unlike maybe some people aren't, but you know, for probably like you said, like ten days, I'm I'm having double quarter pounders for dinner and double quarter pounders. Yeah, yeah, I do the double quarter pounders Damn. with fries. Um. People are like, oh, you're eating that on peak week? I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's everything else is going, burning up too fast. So I'm trying to slow it down with junk food. Do you forget that people try to tell you, oh, you're, you're about to compete? It's all right. So it's, eat some fruits. It's yeah. healthy. It's healthy. Yeah, have an apple. Did you want I, a mandarin? I've given up listening to people now, bro. Like, <laughs> like, They're like, oh, why can't you? Yeah. I, had a, I had a person offer me apple one time uh, at work. Like, oh, we've got some apples. It's all right. You can eat You can apples. eat that. It's healthy. It's apples. Yeah. It's, it's all the sugar. Um, and it's just going to no, burn eat, through me. They don't yeah. understand it. No. Like, no. why? can't have those yeah. it's carbs right yeah. yeah they don't understand why i can't eat an apple they yeah. look at me weird i thought you were being healthy yeah yeah I'm like yeah. i am but i just Fruit's can't healthy, eat healthy right yeah healthy. have <laughs> a banana have a banana you're dieting that's healthy yeah um, but no my go-to would be probably japanese japanese uh, yeah yuzu Any specific restaurant yuzu and ponsonby is pretty good um, is that the place where you push the button or something and the food comes to you, or you select off nah, the menu? Nah, that's another place in Ponsonby. Is that that's Japanese that too? Yeah, right? yeah, that is. Now, Yuzu is the one. It's beside Chapel Bar. If you've been there, um, it's just really good food, man. It's real clean. Yeah, and it's like I'd go there for my weekly refeeds as well. Yeah, so I'll get like the. I don't think I've been to that one yet. And I oh, you got to go, man. It's um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. So I'd go there, but also I'm a big burgers fan, obviously. So burger fuel. Yeah, I love burger too. The American Muscle Double. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely a good burger, but man, it's pretty greasy, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's like a thousand two hundred calories. Yeah, twelve hundred calories yeah. in that one burger. Yeah, and like seventy grams of fat. And or that's just probably. the burger, not the. Not no, the no, burger, then yeah. you get fries as well. So it's um, you don't want to have too many of them, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's like because when I diet, like my my macro splits, I do quite low fats. So I do like a low fat, high carb diet. So yeah. if I'm having something like that, it just blows my fats out of the water. So yeah. Damn. So when you when you were um competing, did you show one, show two, mm. and you did that movie at the same time? I suppose it was around about that time. What were you doing as a job back then? Because you hadn't gotten into oh. from memory, I don't think you no. were doing recruitment then, right? No, no, I did a few jobs really. And um you had a few mistakes, I suppose. Um you were, uh, I was a medical sales rep, so I was doing the medical sales when I first started bodybuilding. Yep. So I was selling like endoscopic equipment to, to surgeons in the hospitals. Yep. How was it like dealing with surgeons, man? Because you have awesome. to convince convince those guys, and they generally don't have time. Because They're super smart as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can't really bullshit them. Nah, nah. Yeah. But you just go and like real humble, like, oh, what is this? You know, and just ask them questions. And it's a cool job. I got to go and sit in surgeries and 
you know, watch the equipment being used and, you know, standing with the surgeon. It was really cool. You knew the nurses, everyone was great, hospitals. Um, sold a really good product, so that was really cool. Um, I was young at the time, probably doing that job. I was probably too young to do the job for my maturity level. Yeah. Um, but it went really so well. you actually got to be in real surgery. Yeah, man. You, it's first time I was like, one time I almost fainted. I went in there, it was the morning, <laughs> and they were like open heart surgery, and there's like wires going everywhere with the blood going through it, and I'm just like... Standing there, they're like, oh, he's going down. I was like, oh, and I went to the bathroom, had a spew, and then came really? back in. I was like, yeah, 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 it was pretty full on. And then I was, I was fine after that. You just get used to seeing blood. Um, but yeah, yeah, I um, I did that for probably three and a half years, I think. Three and a half years, that's a good stint. Yeah, but I got kind of, I made a stupid mistake. I think I, uh, you know, there was another f- company and they were trying to poach me to go to them and they had this product they wanted me to do and they offered Medical. me like- Medical as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah like- it was like 20K more salary and car and it was like awesome. And I basically took it, didn't really do my research properly and I went there and the products just weren't probably sellable compared to what I've been selling. And I was kind of like, look, this isn't going to sell compared to what is in the market at the moment. So, mm. and then I had restraint of trade hitting me up, oh, letters damn. coming and, and they basically go, they let me go. And then I didn't have that job, got let go from that job. And I was like, shit, what do I do now? tried to get another job in the medical industry but I was in restraint of trade and they were like it was just like it was just messy at the time so I'm like I walked away from that and um went into real estate um and didn't do that for too long I suppose it was what year was this that you're doing real estate far out bro it's I'm so bad with years it's all just my life was just a big blur of mistakes to be honest (laughs) from from memory I think it was around about like 24 Probably on my LinkedIn, I could have a look. 2014, It was right right after the boom. So there was a massive boom in real estate. And there was like every man and his dog was a real estate agent. Yeah, here's me in South Auckland, like knocking on everyone's door. I think 2013, 2014 or something. Yeah, yeah, it would have been about then actually. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was really tough. It was the the year that the market just started to come down. And the guy I was working with, he was like an elite performer. And he was just, he wasn't performing. And he was kind of like, look, you got to go on your own, bro. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit, all right, I'm pretty new, but all right, let's do this. And then it was just... It was just real struggle. I didn't have any money behind me when I started, which I think you need in real estate. And it was just, I was just getting in debt and debt and further and further in debt. And I was just like, told my boss, I, like, I can't keep, you know, doing this. Mm. So I was just like, I got to go get a job. And that's when I saw an advertisement for a recruitment agent on Seek. Yeah. And um, I went to that and I'm really happy I did because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's worked out well. Um, so I went there. So how long have you in total been doing recruitment now? Uh, I think it's around five years. Half now. a decade now, right? Yeah, so, yeah. just came out to five years. Um, yeah, so I went to you know a big corporate Australian-owned company, which is you know KPI bashing at your desk till six. This many wow. calls. It was, you know, that's how they are. Um, and I worked there for you know a long time. Um, sort of worked my way up in the company to you know managing a team. Um, sort of professional services recruitment, so accounting um, for Big Four and mid-tier and that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, so I did that, ran a really good team there, and then there was some, the company kind of started imploding a little bit yep. from the top. It was really hard, a company being run out of Australia, New Zealand culture. And yeah. And at this time you probably learnt a lot as well. And oh, yeah, like, man. You can probably go off to do your own, and yeah. that's exactly what you did. And Well, yeah, essentially it's what I did. Yeah. I... Um, yeah, there's a couple of guys I worked with and, you know, I see, that, look, I know this this other company is Bureau, who I work for now, and they, oh, here we go. Um, they basically have a really good model where you can come in as a partner and you bring your own service line in, and that's what I did. So I, I went over there, 
Um, obviously had to set up my restraint for three months, but um, yeah, set up my service line in there with uh, my business partner Jackson. So, and that was about you know just over a year ago now. Um, so we went in there as partners, and it's been awesome. It's changed my life. Yeah, yeah it really has. You know, and you've been really successful at that. You know, yeah, I I, th- I think it's I started in the market at a good time when there wasn't a lot of competition in professional services recruitments. It's still reasonably new to New Zealand and. We got in where we're a big company, had lots of like contacts and just started hitting the market up. And, you know, five years later, I'm still working for the same clients and, you know, they just trust the service that we're going to give them. And it's just, it's been really good. Yeah. Enjoying it. They're like my mates now, a lot of my clients, you know? Yeah. So, so before all of this time, like before, when you started recruitment five years ago, right? Yeah. If there's that one thing that you could know that shit, man, wish I had known this before I started or shit, wish I'd learned this earlier. What, yeah. what would that thing like, what would you say that thing is? Usually it happens to people like when you get to a certain stage and you yeah. find success and stuff, so, like for example, for us, right? Mm-hmm. If we learned like shit, like I, oh, everything, two, everything back then. You know, if it, it, it took yeah. me two years to figure out this shit, yeah. I shouldn't be cutting out water and bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. So what would, what would the one thing be for your um, recruitment Look, thing? I, I, to be honest, I actually don't think there is anything. Really? No, I think it's um, it's it's all been just a learning experience. And I think I made actually most of my mistakes, um, my mistakes earlier on in my careers, um, like different careers that I've done, like medical yeah. sales and acting. And I think all those different things that I did really taught me to be successful in recruitment. Yeah. And So what's that top one mistake that you'd, people that are that you wouldn't say that you shouldn't make this mistake that, that you've made that you wouldn't want other people to make? Oh, I think in recruitment, it's not necessarily making a mistake, but yeah. it's sticking in there. And it's the same in real estate would be the same. Like when you start out from, in recruitment, it's bloody hard, man. Like you're calling the same people. Like if you start out in professional services, you're calling my clients that I've been dealing with for five years. Mm. I know them. I've played, you know, placed 10 people at their um, at their businesses. And then you're calling them up. Hey, can I come work with you? And they're kind of like, you know, they're already working with me. So you kind of yeah. just have to stay in the market and wait till people drop off and get an opportunity. So it's just, um, yeah, just being consistent, I think, is the main main thing. Being consistent and yeah. sticking at it long enough, yeah. right? Yeah. And if I think one of the key things is a lot of people do the same thing over and over and expect yeah. a different result. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like something's not working and you've tried it for like good solid six months now. Yeah, man. You don't stop doing what you're trying to yeah. accomplish. You just change your approach to what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And I think a lot of our clients, they have to deal with these big agencies and they've got new people in every year. So they've got a new person calling them up, cold calling them, asking them the yeah. same questions they've been asked for. The guy that worked in the job for the year before that, year before that. Yeah. And they just can't be bothered, man. Yeah. You know? What's, what's your view on cold calling anyway, man? Like, yeah. what do you think? I think it's, you know, it's necessary. You have to do it. I mm. think um, the main thing, and I, I was talking to a partner of a, a, a county firm the other day and we are having a chat about it actually because um, he did a post on LinkedIn about, you know, people called cold calling him. Yeah. And um, I think the best thing you do with a cold call is have something you can add value to their business mm. is not just calling just to be like, hey. Do you want to buy something? Do you want to buy something? <laughs> or hey, can I have some of your business? Yeah. It's like, that's the worst thing you can do. Like, yeah. you know, ring up and like, even when I've, I still cold call new yeah. clients. I, yeah. I mean, I do too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. and so the first thing, you know, I want to talk to them about is, you know, what, I, what I've been doing and what I think I can add, what value I can add to you for meeting with me. Yeah. And if you can do that, they'll meet with you all day. Yeah. But if you're ringing up just asking for something, See you later, you know. It's just pretty obvious. 
Yeah, I mean, for me personally, in terms of uh, calling people, I really, really like get down to nitty gritty of yeah. who I personally would want to work with. Yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's not. It's for me. It's not more so just getting business over the line. Mm. It's like I gotta really like what they do. So yeah. I, I do at least like before I call somebody, I do five to ten minutes on that person or on that company yeah. to learn a bit, and if it's like fits sort of what I'm mm. what I want to accomplish, you know. Yeah. And then I'd pick up the phone. I let actually I let them know op it's the opposite. I let them straight away. Yeah. Look this is a shard or whatever it is yep. and, and it is a cold call pretty much yeah, yeah and yeah. i understand that you might be busy yeah but and they are busy yeah so yeah. you always give them the option you so that that just shows that you know that mm. their time is precious and yeah. they, they're kind of um they really like that yeah. in terms of like okay this guy knows i am so i'm just gonna give him a little bit of my time right now because it's acknowledged yeah a lot of those people that cold call people they don't even acknowledge that they might be busy or they just start talking to you yeah. i see it cold call all the time because yeah. they, they see uh, they see partner on my thing on yeah linkedin so they're just i get cold called since i've had that up on there yeah, now, yeah, and yeah. they ring up and they just start talking to you and i'm just yeah. like they don't give me a chance they look i'm actually like busy right now yeah. can you call me a bit later or something but so i always ask you know like are you free to talk for a moment it's like mm. the most important thing I think I would ask every time I talk to anyone because yeah. you might start talking. It's the most important thing in the world to you, but they don't give a crap. You know? <laughs> it's like, and then the day we like we and you yeah. need their business. Mm. They're already happy doing maybe what they're doing. Yeah. Although it might not be the best thing. Yeah. But in their mind, it's like they're already. Yeah. And they might you know? be already working for someone who gives them great service and yeah. you know, they don't need to be talking to someone else. So you've got to have different reasons. And like, that's good working for Bureau because you know, we don't just do recruitment. You know, mm. we do business consulting. We do HR consulting. Um, you know, we've got a wide range of like clients we deal with. It's a lot of high end sort of business and clients. So it's a lot of C suite. So CFOs, you know, GMs, anything sort of upper level. So we get a lot of trickle down business from them. Um, it doesn't help Jackson and myself too much because we deal in our own kind of industry. But, you know, for the rest of the business, it's, it's really good because then we've got someone doing admin support recruitment for those kind of roles so when they place the cfo then they might get you know the financial manager or yeah. the, you know the admin or whoever it is in that business and they'll get that business because they've placed the top of top people in those businesses so the trickle down i think is really important in recruitment so that's why it's good working in a reputable company that you know has good recruiters that you know i think in bureau out of all of us like everyone's kind of like 10 15 20 years experience and mm. you know surrounding myself in a business the business I came from, it got to the point where I was the most experienced person in the business. Again, yeah, you know? I mean, it, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't even reflect on how good the business as yeah. a whole business is doing. It's on people, yeah. like yourself yeah. or the other people that work within the business. Yeah. And a lot of the decision makers in other companies that go with a business, it's, and like most cases at a time, it's because they like the people yeah. from the business. Oh, definitely. Not even, doesn't even matter if you're calling from so-and-so yep. recruitment agency, they don't give a crap. They try, you know, when you're a big corporate, they try banging into you like, oh, because you're here, you're getting yeah. this business. I went to this, I went to Bureau and like every single client that I wanted to work with came over and worked with us. Yeah. You know, because why are they going to stay there? They're going to be getting a grad. You know, they'll get someone that hasn't even done recruitment because that's the model they do. Mm. They hire people right out of uni and it's great. You know, it gives you good training and stuff, but you know, at Bureau, you know, there's no one less than five years experience working there. So it's all solid, you know, recruiters working there. So that's why it's more high-end work. Um, but it's also more of a chance to screw it up. If, you know, if you're working with that high-end stuff, you know, if someone's not happy, it's not good. It's not good for the business. So, you know, that's, we've got really, got to be really ethical in everything we do. And yeah. everything has to be process-driven and done really properly because, you know, little mistakes, it's someone's career, and it's a big deal. Yeah, and at the end of the day, as you said, going back to your main point is when you do come in contact with anybody and anyone, you're going to be able to add value to them in some way or other and show them that, that you're 
you're an industry expert, as yeah. to say, and you can actually, you know, know, like, I guess you recruit for um, accounting firms. Yeah. Yeah, uh, or accountants, I should say. Yeah, accounting. I recruit for accounting firms. Yeah. Accounting firms. So and law and legal firms. So you got to kind of know what's happening in the industry at the moment. Oh what's yeah, you know what I mean. You got to show show that you know understand them, yeah. and also that you, there's some way that you can add value. Yeah. To them. So the majority of the time we're meeting up with clients, it's we're going to get their business either way because we've been working with them so long. But the reason we're meeting up with them is is to give them market insight on what's mm. happening in the market, what these firms are doing, what firms are doing well what they're changing in their business, you know, and it's not like it's, we're giving away secrets. It's just, it's, it's knowledge that's out there in the, in the market. But yeah. because we talk to so many people, we, we get an idea of what's happening. And, and the same thing about candidates, candidates come to us because they know that we're not going to be sending them to this firm. We know nothing about, we know the reputable firms in the market. We know who's going to be able to give them the right opportunity. And we cater the the role to the people that come to us rather than just getting someone in some recruiters just send like a CV out to 20 companies and just hope they get something. Just, um, just to get that review yeah, coming in. Yeah. yeah, so we, I mean, that can work, but it doesn't work long term because people S- find out soon enough that you're just sending them anywhere yeah. rather than getting the right fit for the person. Right person yeah. It's important, man. You know, if you're going to a business, into a new job, it's you want them to stay there for a decent amount of time or your client's going to be like, what's going on, Luke? You sent me this person, they're gone after four months, you yeah. know? It's a two way street. I, don't, I think people fail to realize you also got to sell the job to the candidate oh. and then you got to sell the candidate. To the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and so you're, you're selling both ways. And you're selling people, you know, and yeah. people are emotional. Yeah. And, you know, they they have different ideas about things that you might not think. So um, it's understanding people is like a big, big part of our business. I think if you want to get into recruitment, I would say 100% do it. It's the best industry that I've worked in. I think don't be expecting to make 200 grand a year in your first year because it's yeah. not going to happen. It takes, you know, takes a long time to be making good money. Like, really does. And and what's happened uh, in the recruitment industry through this uh, period of this world yeah. pandemic sort of thing? Yeah, it's what? it's tough. It's been really, really tough. I think, you know, I don't want to say 50%, but, you know, a lot of people I know have been made redundant, sadly, in recruitment. Um, the people that have lasted that are working in the market are probably market leaders. They're the, because there's obviously every industry, there's going to be so many recruiters trying to do the same thing. Mm. So it's, it's good in a way for me that it's cut out probably a lot of competition. Um, but, you know, sad for them. But it's it'll come back, I think. Um, accounting and finance, accounting and public practice and law has stayed reasonably busy. I think um, they're not going to be feeling the impacts of it probably for eight to 12 months, I'd say, because of the, you know, the delay period of businesses feeling at first and, you know, they're obviously their clients. So, and with the wage subsidy still going, I think we haven't felt the full effect of it, but I think in the next, yeah, I think it's going to take eight months for public practice accounting firms to really feel, but then saying that we'll deal a lot more, you know, don't want to say this, but insolvency firms, yeah, you know, if businesses go insolvent, we're already seeing a little bit of a rise in that, but as a whole, yeah. So as a whole, like I was about to say the same thing. So as a whole, what like who's suffered like obviously businesses have um there's a lot of businesses that have lost a lot of business yeah. so they, they have downsized where people have less jobs right yeah so there's more candidates out there in the yeah. in the market looking for for work and there might be some good people look so how do you balance that up as as yeah as, as on a holistic point of view i think you know for my industry there hasn't been a lot of redundancies in public practice so yeah. that's why it's for, for what you recruit for. for what i recruit for yeah. so for me i'm a little bit of an a 
different situation. Um, but saying that commercial accounting um, has taken a bit of a hit because, you know, they are letting go of people. So I'm mm. having a lot of probably really qualified people that, you know, potentially would have been going overseas that are staying in New Zealand now. So there probably is more qualified person in the market at the moment. So, um, but there's probably less jobs for accounting and public practice um, and definitely for commercial, probably you know, every industry has taken a big hit. There's a lot of commercial accountants that are coming out of, you know, um, you know, tourism sector that are very, yeah. very, you know, qualified, very experienced and, you know, they just don't have a job now, obviously, just because if there's no revenue coming in, they can't really be carrying on paying these guys. So, yeah, it's sad, man, but it's uh, it's just what happens in the economy. It's, it's going to bounce back, I'm hoping. You know, I'm positive it's going to bounce back. Um, I guess at this time, like, I'm a big believer and a person in adding value to people without yeah. even expecting anything in return. Yeah. That's why you probably see a lot of content and stuff that I put out on LinkedIn. Yeah, and I do. Yeah, I see your content. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Just adding value to people, yep. um, just being knowledgeable in what you're doing. And I'm I'm hardly ever selling. Yeah. I'm just adding value to yep. people, right? And I think if businesses and individuals that are either A, looking for job or businesses that are losing business and trying to get business in this times, mm-hmm. if they, I think in New Zealand specifically, there's always been a, a one way of doing it sort of is that like, do you want to buy? Yeah. Like, you know, what we were talking about, just people that cold call. And I think if you come up with a method that you are able to add value and connect with people and it just so happened to be that then you call the person yeah. or then you connect with another business to do yeah. business with them, they recognize you and they know that, oh, okay, this person wants the best interest for my business or for me yeah. because they already add value um, for free, a lot of it. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, we do things like we run events. Um, so we did one at the end of last year and it was, you know, commercial um, accounting versus public practice accounting and we had some CFOs and we had some partners from firms and we, we just got them in and we, we did like a workshop so people that, you know, are trying to decide what route they want to take in their career. Um, so it's, you know, the different, um, showing them the very end, you know, CFO versus partner, which are yep. probably the two end goals for an accounting, for an accountant, um, so they could see, where they can lead and then make their own informed decisions. So, you know, we work with a lot of people starting out in their careers and even though it's probably not what I recruit for the most, like I probably don't recruit many graduate accountants or junior accountants. I do more sort of senior manager, partner probably level, but I still talk to so many of those people every day because they don't know, you know, what they should be doing, the yeah, steps they should take. And and that you know. sets them up for later on when yeah. they become into the pool that you do recruit. Yeah, right? well, two years in, in, exactly. in a job and they're an intermediate accountant. Exactly, I can, yeah. you know, I can place them and, you know, get a good fee off that. And so. I think people remember you for that. They'll remember that was the guy, Luke, from, you know, this recruitment agency yeah. that helped me to set on the right path. Hence yep. why I've been at the job for two years. Yeah. And we stay in contact with them, you know. Like, exactly, you yeah. know, I've got them in my database and I'll let them the updates and they'll, I'm very active on LinkedIn um, yep. so yeah it's it's just staying in contact with these people we're not just going oh, I can't place you and fob you off and don't talk to you <laughs> call me in three years when you were something <laughs> to me buddy you know it's like that's not how you build relationships nah, yeah. nah man you know uh, so yeah we don't work that way yeah I think so that, and one last thing on recruitment before yeah. we um, try this protein that's sure. sitting in front of us yeah um, I haven't tra- tasted them in the end version so this will Green be my first time as good. well um what is it one sort of advice that you'd give to a candidate that's like maybe chopped and changed a bit, it's a few jobs here and there, and yeah. they have like quite a few uh, things on their CV and they're trying to go and, and sort of look for that next role that they're trying to fit into? What would you tell them? Yeah, I mean, we, we come across that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing uh, employees going to look at when they look at your CV is they're going to be like, 
what are your last three jobs and how long have you stayed in them? Really? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. So I get lots of people. I look at the, uh, I go see them and I see the CVs. I like, look, we can help you get into a job because, you know, we do have, you know, I can talk to the partner directly and I can be like, look, I think give this guy a chance. Let's have a talk to him. Um, but you need to stay in this job for at least three years, you know, like yeah. it's, it doesn't look good on a CV. I think like everything's got a reason. So like, Say I had a lady the other day and she had moved about three jobs and one was just working with her partner and she got divorced and then she had kids. and then So there was reasons for every yeah. move. Um, so I think using a recruiter, if you have chopped and changed, can be quite good because if they just see your CV, they're not going to be at it. They're not going to be explained that straight away and they're yeah. just going to see that and chuck it in the bin. Whether if you're talking to someone like me, um, you know, I can, I can talk to the partner and be like, look, this it is, looks like this, yeah. and it, it looks like this because of this. Yeah, and you know, and they'll go, "Oh, yeah, all right." Now let's let's have an opportunity. Look, but I think she's really good, and you should give her an opportunity. And and then they'll have a look a lot of the time. So it's yeah. you know, people think of you know, oh, recruiters, <laughs> but you know, like car salesmen or whatever, you know. <laughs> uh, but you know, at the end of the day, like we certain recruiters do have good good connections in business, and yeah. we can actually you know point you in the right direction and probably get you in front of the right people. Yeah, if you've got a good attitude. You know, but then you get this people that they want everything now. I like say millennials, I'm a millennial, yeah. so I want everything now too. But you know, the what do you like? You know how you <laughs> said about the people chopping change and whatever it is, yep. and generally the millennial, millennials, millennials, <laughs> millennials are the yep. people that actually, yeah. you know, the funny thing is I've been correcting uh, a rookie saying this word for over and over again. They're oh, really? starting to say it the way she says it. But, <laughs> anyways, millennials, yep. Um, uh, what, like these are the people doing that chop and change or whatever it is, you know, the, the, the work. Yeah. They, they can't stick it to one. Yeah. So like f- like for me, same thing. Like, you know, I've been actually asked as well. Like I've stayed in roles for two years and two mm. and a half years and that's sort of it, you know. Yeah. That's, that's sometimes looked at that's not enough or whatever it is. It's okay. I think, you know, if it's 11 months, there's probably something's going on. Yeah. I think two and a half is probably the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So I think for me personally, like, you know, a lot of the recruiters would ask, like have asked me the same thing, mm. you know, why? But then yet they will get me in front of the people and I'm sitting there yeah. and then like the, the management team or whatever would ask me the same question. Like why, yeah. why I'm like, then do you know what I would response? Like yeah. for anybody that's in the same situation or maybe even worse off than me, mm. like six months or 12 months, or you better have a good, better reason than this. Yeah. But generally what I say is that, that, Hey, look, um, you know, you had a chance to look at my CV two times pretty much, once when the recruiter presented and the yep. second time when now I'm in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's a reason why I'm here mm. is because you like something about me. Yeah. I'm already sitting here. Yeah. So the question about why have I chopped and changed and how long I'm going to stay in this role, it's generally because I've done good. Unfortunately for me, I've done mm. well at the roles that I've had. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it doesn't become about tenure. It's about how effective I can be in the time that I'm in the role. Yeah. So like if I can be in a role for, uh, say, 18 months, and I've achieved target of someone in a role of two and a half years rather yeah. than being there two and a half years yeah. and not achieving anything. It's industry like is different though. Like, you know, what would for, you say for, for that, sales, you yeah. know, definitely they would jump and change maybe a bit more. But if you're working in an industry where it's technically driven and like you accountancy know, or something, they have yeah, to put yeah, a lot yeah. of training into you and before they start making something out of you. And even some sales jobs will, you know, they might take a year before they actually start getting some revenue you know, positive revenue out of you. So I think it's really dependent on the type of role you've been in. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, if, man, if you can go in and you're just like making the revenue off the bat and I've made you a million bucks in my in this year and then I'm going to do something else, I can't really complain about that. Yeah, people can't be upset over that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's fine, you know, I think. But it's just explaining that and having the right, you know, guidance on portraying that to your 
you know potential employer is going to. You, you know the, the funny difference. thing. Funny thing is there was this, there was a there was a role that I was offered, and I said, you know what? What are you paying? And they're like this much. I'm like, oh, that's not enough for what I wanted to what yeah. I, what I'd be want to be paid, right? Then they're like, okay, well, what do you want? And I told them, like, nah, it's nothing. I'm like, okay, well, how much commission do we get? It's sales role, right? Yep. They're like, oh, this is how much commission you'd get. I'm like, okay, let's do one thing. Don't pay me any salary at all. Yep. I'll cover my own fuel and everything too. Mm-hmm. Pay me commission, but pay me this much. How does that work? Yeah. He's like, well, what makes you say that? I'm like, I feel I can grow your business yep. to this much in this much time, and I know how to exactly how to do it. Yep. And then all of a sudden, that didn't also become okay. That wasn't okay. Wasn't okay. Really? Yeah. Because I've placed lots of people on exactly what you're talking about. Really? Yep. At accounting, uh, you know, accounting firms and businesses that want to grow their revenue, they want a business development manager. And, you know, I get some guy, I had a guy over recently from Aussie and he was, you know, he was very um, experienced in what he's been doing, but he didn't have any experience in New Zealand. And, you know, he was very happy to say exactly what you said. Like, I'll put my retainer on the line. Um, there was a retainer involved, but it was very minimal. And then everything was going to be, you know, what he made for the firm, he would take a cut of it. And generally they're very, you know, open to those kind of opportunities. So, so I was, I was yeah, like, I'm okay. they, they didn't want to do that. It's weird. They, they became more interested in how are you going to do this now? I'm like, right. well, that's for me to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just have to give me the job and don't pay me anything. Yeah, yeah. Just, just pay me when yeah. you make money. Well, that's essentially how recruitment works as well. You know, um, you know, being in my role, obviously being a partner, I have to make revenue. Yeah. If I don't make revenue, I'm not getting paid much, am I? You know, so yeah. it's like it all comes. Obviously, I get we get a retainer, you know, on what we're going to get, but it's not like other recruitment firms where you get a salary and then yeah, you hit yeah. over this mark and then you get the commission. commission. Yeah, ours is done by I can pay myself whatever I want, and then I get you know a percentage of what I make is paid to me, and the rest is for the running of the business. Mm. So I think that model is good if you can back yourself. Yeah, um, but if you're new to recruitment or new to sales. Like I think it's risky probably doing that kind of stuff until yeah. you're pretty sure and pretty confident you can make money. But I mean, I've been working in the same industry for a long time, so you know, yeah. I had no reason to doubt myself. So, so yeah. apart from recruitment, being an athlete, being an actor, yeah, if you had to try one other sort of profession, oh. industry, a job, any sort of thing that you could do or want to do, what would it be? Yeah, I think um, like if time wasn't a factor, and you know, because. Back at school, I was, I suppose, not so switched on. I was more immature. I didn't grow up to I was probably in my mid-20s, I'd say, properly. Um, I would like to, you know, see what it was like if I, you know, actually applied myself and went to uni and studied law or, you know, something. something. So like a lawyer, you mean? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, or even even like a doctor or something. Doctor. Just, just something completely opposite of what I am at the moment. You yeah. know, like I would have liked to have maybe, you know, I don't know how you would have gone with the blood Sort of thing. No, I'm good now. I'm oh, good, good now. now. Okay, right. But so then, like saying that, it's just too much, you know, to do those kind of jobs. It's like you got to yeah. go study for five years, and you got to be pretty on to it with that kind of stuff. And um, so that's like always in my mind. Like I remember when I was a kid, and I said I was getting um, dropped off at school by the lady next door, and she was like, "Oh, what do you want to be?" And I was like, oh, "I want to be a doctor when I grow up." You know, <laughs> being a little kid. And then she goes, "What she say?" She, oh, she goes, "Are you the smartest in your class?" I said, "Oh, no." She goes, "Oh, well, you can't be a doctor then." And I was like, oh, I still remember that, like, Damn. today, you know? Like, yeah. it's just, like, the mind of a kid, like, telling them something like that at such a young age, like... It's not good. Nah, man, it can really, like, shape what you think. So I just had in my mind after that, oh, well, I can't be, I can't do anything like that. What, what am I going to, you know? Like, I think it really 
definitely like you got to be careful of kids and what you say yeah, to them. and i think also at the same time um you got to be careful what you say to kids so you don't demotivate them yeah but yeah. also you can't give them fake hope too right oh that's another that's thing like, that happens these like days you get shielded by your parents yeah. your whole uh childhood everyone's a winner teenage teenage life and you come like third or fourth or fifth and your parents you're okay you're a superstar yeah, yeah but yeah. when they actually go to university and get out into the actual sporting mm. team now they're not playing for their local under 17s club yep. And then they actually go into the real world playing with the the grown-ups. Yeah. And they see how not good they are. It's yeah. like the parents built them this fake world this whole time. Yeah. But in saying that also, uh, when you're younger, it doesn't mean that you can't get better at those. Yeah. No, true. And I think Especially academically, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys like um and girls, you know, found it like harder to apply themselves when they're younger, especially me, like it didn't take, you know, it took me a long time to mature, I think. Yeah. You know, I was stupid with money. I blew my money. I just wasted my time till I was probably in my, you know, early 20s, you know, yeah, mid-20s. Yeah, I blew my cars too. Like yeah, that. I'm, yeah. yeah, it was bad, man. Cars. <laughs> yeah. I'm still like, want to buy cars. I went really? Looked at, yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, I went and looked, we went and looked at cars this weekend. I was like, I'm not going to buy a car, but let's just go have a look at the new RS4s and stuff. <laughs> just like, you know, have I think a I'm over, over cars. If I buy, if I want to blow money on a car, I think it has to be like a Lambo or something. Yeah. yeah. It's just like stupid money though, isn't it? You know? Um, yeah, I'm more into, you know, I suppose on the property property buzz at the moment. Mm. So that's what I'm getting. I just, we just um, put off down our first house and nice. I think that's that's the direction I'm going in now. So, but property. Uh, yeah, well, I, I was like, well, I'll keep it for five years and then I'll, then I'll be able to buy myself a nice car. And then it's like, <laughs> but then you won't be, then I want to pick a house. Yeah, that's exactly. the thing. So it's like, you know, I don't think I'll ever get it. I got a like you know when I say nice car I'm like I mean a ridiculous car like you know Lambo oh like a RS6 or something like oh, that you know right. pretty nice cars right you know. but then you got I was talking to the guy it's like you want to get your brakes done it's six grand to get your brakes done and it's just like six grand a year yeah, for brakes get your brakes done on a RS6 yeah to get the pads and rotors finished it's uh, six thousand dollars so you gotta have a lot of money to six thousand yep. dollars man are you trying to like Buy the brake pad company or yeah, try I know, to buy right? the brake pads. So it's six like, grand. So you've got to have a you know at least having a business you can put a lot write a lot of that stuff off for your business, but yeah. still you know still pay for it. So it's comes out somewhere. Yeah. So I settled with the A four, you know, but it's it's all right. It's all right. It's okay for now. Yeah. Mm, not yeah. too bad. Yeah. So these proteins. So this yep. is the um, choco pineapple flavor, right? Which is a new one that's come out, and that's a lime milkshake. I was expecting it to be yellow. Is that yellow? No, yeah, on there it looks yellow, but I don't know. It's uh, it's yellow. yellow. What, what color? Pine, pineapples are yellow, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Inside, yeah. So inside. is that the chocolate one then? The, that's the chocolate one. Um, try so that? let's try it, Ronnie. Come, what do you think of this? Uh, so is it an isolate or is it a whey? It's a whey. So it's going to be nice. It's actually WPI and WPC blend. And how how what's the like concentration of this? Is two scoops to like that much water or? What's up? Oh, I'm tasting the wrong yeah. one. I'm like. Oh, yeah. you. <laughs> my bad. So I was wondering. Um, I'll try the proper one now. But yeah, so we're this having is the the pineapple. This is the pineapple. It tastes like pineapple lumps. Yeah, I was going to say mine tastes like lime. Then I realized. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to taste the That's pineapple. Good. Choco That's pineapple now. Mm. So it's pineapple lumps. Mm. It is like pineapple lumps. Mm. Eh? I don't think we make pineapple lumps anymore. Don't we? I don't think so. It was, like, it? A, it was like a New Zealand. It was It was the end of the line or something. Yeah, I think yeah, it's gone yeah. now, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, I never really was a. I'm not a big pineapple lumps fan anyway. Yeah, no. I don't actually like pineapple. Really? Nah. It's what do like you think about acidic, this? Though? It like hurts my mouth. This is fine. It's good. Hint of chocolate. I'm more excited to try the lime one though. To be honest. All right, let's try the lime. What did you think of that, Ron? It was good. Yeah, it was good. Ron says it was good. Well, right. now we're trying the lime one, which I initially tried. I think it's pretty good, but. It's it's good. It's a bit watery for my, like, like I have my protein really strong. Like right, I, you make I, it more concentrated. Yeah, I have two scoops and I have it and I need a little bit of water. So I normally have a lot more concentrated, but the flavor is good. But I wonder how much water you meant to put. So the breakdown of this uh, Choco pineapple is uh, it's got 20.9 grams of protein. It's only a 28 gram scoop. Yep. Uh, most proteins are 30 or 32 gram scoop. This is a 28 gram scoop. So the protein content is 20.9. Uh, fat is 1.9, I guess, to give it a bit more flavor. Yeah, it's always a bit nicer. Uh, and carbs is 2.3 as well. Um, what are your thoughts on um, isolate protein? So I only drink isolate protein. You don't drink isolate? Mm. This is actually an isolate and... Uh, oh, it's a blend. It's a blend. Right. I just um, find with... Um, I'm not very lactose tolerant. On the... Just any anything milk products, and I think that's WPC. why... WPC. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. why I have... Um, this might be fine. I haven't actually tried. I haven't used this. I'd like to try it and see how I go. But yeah. when I have lots of... Um, like I was having optimum whey and stuff, and any most ways that I had, I just found having it in the morning it just made me a bit upset in my stomach, oh, and it right. also made me quite itchy in my eyes. Really? And my nose a bit sort of stuffy, and it was... um found out it was... You know, it was the lactose oh, and, the, and the protein. Cause I was well, you, m- you might need to go plant-based. Oh man, <laughs> it's just too hard. No, as in like the protein. Oh, the protein, b- protein powder, right? Yeah, right. the protein. Yeah, I just you know I I need to do some more research on plant based just to see if you know how good it really is and if I'm getting all the um you know the right amino acids and stuff that's yeah. gonna you know make me grow and also I don't pay for protein and if I had to then I'd have to buy it. So right. <laughs> I mean, if there's a there's a good, I mean, there's some good flavors coming out on balanced plant protein as well at later of the year that yep. they're working on at the moment. But there's a lot of um, other plant-based companies out there too that plant-based has become a big thing. Lately, yeah, man, you know? it's huge now. Um, After that kind of Game Changers movie came out, eh? Yeah, about that Game Changers movie. Yeah, I'm not going to start talking about that. Um, I mean, so with the, with this protein specifically, I guess why it's a blender is A, because it probably tastes better. And yeah. B, uh, they probably have a different release, like breakdown in terms of, um, you know, what it what it actually does, like different periods. On how fast it's absorbed. What I do, yeah. do you know what I do with my protein powder? Um, when I have it before bed, I, I have twice a day actually, I have um, a tablespoon of phyllium husk or psyllium husk, however you pronounce it, with right. um, so so fiber. Casein effect. So, so it gives it a lot more fiber, so yeah. it slows down the digestion yeah. of it. And um, I find that, you know, having that fiber twice a day, man, uh, makes like my, my whole digestion is like so much better. It's one of the key things I first tell any of my clients, you know, let's add some fiber in your diet. How much fiber are you having? Yeah. People don't understand how important fiber is. You know, there's been, you know, uh, you know, for even for like, you know, having bowel, having bowel cancer later on in life, like keeping everything working good is just going to be so much more efficient for your body. So super, super important is having fiber, I think. Yeah. And having it in your shake, it's great. You don't even really taste it. It's kind of a weird consistency. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I mean, it also gives thick. you, people don't realize that fiber helps you, helps with protein synthesis yep. as and, well. And cholesterol control. And yeah. Yeah, and it helps you yep. know um, LDL, HDL, yep. Uh, yep. which is your good and uh, good cholesterol levels. Well, your body just ends up recycling the cholesterol back through your body unless you've got the fiber. Actually, that, that's what actually takes it out of your body. Yeah. So if you're not having enough fiber, 
your cholesterol, your bad cholesterol is going to mm. go up basically. So it's it's super super important. That yeah. So, um, yeah, I um highly recommend it. Or if you're not getting enough fiber in your foods, proteins, and normal mm. thing, you can always get fiber. I to top my fiber off, I get fiber supplements anyway. Yeah. So I what, just what fiber supplement do you take? Um, I think it's uh, LifeStream Fiber. All right. So you can get them. Is it Philem? Is it Philem Husk? What's the what are they using? Yeah, it is Philem Husk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can just buy the Philem Husk just in a bag for like five bucks from the supermarket. Right, and it's right. So much cheaper than buying those supplements. I think the reason why I actually get the the capsule is is like when you travel or uh, move around. Yep. Is it's easier to yeah. take with you? Yeah. I think that's the main reason why I get it. Um, but yeah, I'll check out that. Uh, yeah, man. stuff anyway. Oh, super easy, like five bucks or something for a bag of it. And then yeah. you just last for ages. So, yeah. If you're on a budget, because I mean, you know how it is buying all those supplements. Yeah. I take so many supplements and it just ends up so expensive. Yeah. You know? So, well, fortunately for me, <laughs> over yeah. the last few years, I've uh, my supplement cost has been really, really minimal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, can, I, can, I can spend a bit more, I yeah. guess, on, on that, you know. Uh, stuff anyway but for you because you don't you don't smoke or no. smoke or anything like that i don't right? smoke cigarettes yeah <laughs> so you don't smoke cigarettes which is uh which is good you know these are cigarettes are like 32 dollars or whatever it is oh i would have wasted per pack so i guess it's justifiable if you spend a lot more on supplements right yeah 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 so no, definitely anything that's going to increase your health especially bodybuilding it's not the most healthy healthy thing to do and i think my point on the fiber was um you know when you're off season and you're eating if you've got to eat four or five thousand calories a day sometimes it's really hard to eat the veg enough vegetables and get enough of the yeah. fiber because you're so full from all the you know potato and rice and stuff you got to eat it's hard to eat you know all that fibrous food on top of it you yeah. just don't fit it in your stomach so you know you still want to have all your veggies yeah. but you can supplement your fiber yeah. um to make it easier to get in and if you're having it with a liquid in the morning and a liquid before bed you don't even really notice it, you know? Mm. So, yeah. So before we go um, and wrap this up, uh, what is that one thing right now that you're most curious about that's happening out in the world or in your life at the moment? Um, probably the thing I'm pretty focused on my life at the moment is property. Is probably the most recent thing that I, I've got involved with. Um, it was funds accounts and I started out on that and now property is definitely something really interests me you know I always wonder why why do people want to go and look at open homes in the weekends I think something's so boring but yeah. now I'm really excited you know about looking at properties and what can buy and getting you know, investment properties and things like that I think so you're gonna get back into real estate now no nah, no nah, not <laughs> my, I'm just uh, hopefully just buy properties not yeah. actually sell them myself so yeah. um but yeah that's probably in my life what I'm sort most of curious yeah, about. Most curious about and obviously in the world it's obviously probably the number one thing would be you know covid and what's happening with that all over yeah. the world i mean i'm supposed to be in europe right now really yeah oh, yeah. yeah that's right yeah yeah meant to be doing europe tour at the moment i am i am i think i'm in meant to be in italy today so they all get refunded properly by the way not yet but um hopefully it will be yeah, so right. so yeah i mean obviously you know i'm hoping that's gonna come to some kind of conclusion yeah um whether they get you know a vaccine or you know, herd immunity, which seems like which is happening in the Most US likely, yeah. and everywhere at the moment, which is kind of survival of the fittest. Yeah. And it's kind of sad. I mean, if herd immunity, if that happens, then I don't know how we're going to cope here because it hasn't gone through everyone here. So mm. it's not really going to work for the whole world if it, we don't have it over here. So, I mean, there's hopefully lots of smart people discussing that right now and, and sorting out how we're going to get through it. But I think, you know, it's. It's a scary place at the moment with this pandemic. And, yeah. and if there was a vaccine that was mm. available, would you take it? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be an ignorant and anti-vaxxer and saying, no, I wouldn't, because I think I probably would, but I think it's also a scary thing, like taking something <laughs> it that is, the government it? is telling me to take to put in my body that I don't really know what it is. Or and, what's it going to do? And considering like, I feel like I'm... I feel like I could almost take the risk in having the virus and I think I'd probably be okay yeah. considering I'm healthy, survival, right? I'm yeah. young and I'm, I'm going to be okay. But then the other side of this, that it's, it's not me just being healthy from it. It's just me being someone that can spread it to other people is probably the problem. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know on that one. I think I'll probably have to decide when I get to it. Yeah. When uh, I think, you know, thinking about the rest of everyone, I probably should take it, you know, to protect everyone else. But then again, you know, I don't want to look at conspiracy theories online. It's going to tell me that the government's tracking me for Bill Gates or something, you know. So it's like, yeah, don't know. I don't know. Well, I think that we'll have to save that one for a another episode. Sure. <laughs> the yep. Conspiracy conspiracy thing. theories. God, I think uh, we what a bore. I think um, me and Zaid touched on that a little bit. Oh, Zaid's into the mate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um good dude good dude yeah anyways dude i want to thank you for thank you so much for coming on the show and having a chat yeah no problem i hope my life wasn't too boring it's no right it was really up. good really good really good insights into yeah. your bodybuilding and mm. acting and um also recruitment of what's yeah. happening and what should people look up so thank you very much for sharing that with the audience no problem and um yeah i'll have your details in the obviously the description of wherever this is posted spotify youtube apple music sorry, pod, Apple podcast coming soon. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in and Urshad and Luke over here signing out. Any last words, Luke? Listen to my posts. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bro. Signing out.